Here we go, buddy. In five, four, three, two, one. This is Paul McTaggart, and you've tuned into the Psychic Cafe right here on the Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. And today we're going to be talking genies. That's right, we're talking about genies that will kind of come out of the bottle and grant you three wishes. So you've tuned into the right place today. You can call us at 646-652-2071. We'd be glad to take your call uh, later on in our program. And uh, we always like to start off the first uh, segment of the Psychic Cafe, uh, talking about, uh, you know, what you're drinking, how you're sitting there. You know, uh, you have your coffee in your uh, easy chair. That's great. Today, since we're talking about genies, I'm going to have myself some uh, Arabian coffee. It's so strong you can stand your spoon up in it. Uh, so uh, let us know what you're having. Uh, you're having a latte. You're having a uh, frappe. Whatever it is, give us a call. And uh, we'd like to hear from you. In a couple of weeks, we're going to have Jennifer Swampwitch Johnson on, and she's going to be doing some readings on the air. So in a couple of weeks, that's two weeks from now, uh, we are going to be having Jennifer on the 13th of July, and she's going to be doing love spells and reads. So you want to tune in uh Next Tuesday. Uh, for you uh, Wiccans out there, there's something you follow. Next Thursday, eight, uh, the 8th of July, is the return of the Holly King. So we're moving from the Oak King to the Holly King. We're going into the season of the Holly. Uh, for you, you Wiccans understand that. For you people that don't understand Wiccan, you have no clue what that means, and that's okay. Um, uh, later on the show, we're going to be doing our lucky Swami numbers, and you'll go want to get a, a piece of paper and a pencil and take these numbers down because these are the numbers that we are predicting for uh, the Mega Ball and the Lotto. So uh, you'll want to write these down and get yourself a, a Lotto ticket see if you can win millions of dollars uh, thanks to Psychic Cafe. And uh, next week, this is going to be exciting, Tim Peeler is going to be with us. Tim Peeler is from North Carolina, and he claims to have seen a Bigfoot in his backyard. Uh, we're going to get him on the phone next week, and we're going to talk to Tim one-on-one, -on -one, and he's going to describe for us what it's like uh, to see a Bigfoot. Now, as I mentioned, we are in uh, swamp, we are in genie mode today, so we're talking about genies, and we're going to have the closest thing that we can find to genie here in uh, Myrtle Beach on the show with us. That's going to be Syndra, and Syndra will be with us in the next um, 15 minutes to uh, to fill us in about uh, genies and what it's like to be a genie and, you know, uh, so forth. Now, when somebody talks about genies, they remember, uh, they think of the traditional genies that come out of the bottle when you rub the lamp, the smoke comes out, and they, and they want to grant you three wishes. Um, yeah, there is, a, uh, there is a genie lore that we want to discuss uh, before uh, Cinder comes on. And I did some research on genies, and come to find out, uh, genies uh, have kind of an interesting personality. Uh, jinn, or genie, an ancient Islamic invisible illusion-casting species who lives for centuries, uh, can manifest in any form, and travel anywhere instantly. That's right. Uh, they are the spirit, an intermediate nature between uh, humans and angels. It is, said as, it is said in the Quran that they are an ancient species who were created before mankind from smokeless fire. Uh, the genies have no body of their own, but they are masters of illusionary disguise. However, uh, because the jinns are made of fire, when they manifest in the human form, they have flaming eyes, which uh, are vertically in the head, not horizontal like a human eye. Um, uh, also, the, uh, aside from the human form, certain jinn can appear as the shape of a black dog, snake, toad, or black cat, 
they're considered the cause of violent sandstorms, whirlwinds, and shooting stars. And that came from the field guide of demons, fairies, fallen angels, and otherwise subversive spirits by Carol Mack and Dinah Mack. They wrote a whole field guide on uh, spirits, genies, and so forth. And that's their entry uh, about uh, the genies uh, from the Arabian Desert. So uh, later on, we're going to be talking about some genies and, and what they mean. I guess they can be evil spirits or, or good spirits. Uh, they can come out of a bottle. They're supposedly uh, from a smokeless spirit. And they, they're they capable of granting wishes. So if you have a wish, call us at uh, at our number here at 646-652-2071. And we'll be talking uh, to a genie real soon. So uh, get on the phone. Give us a call. Um, now... Here's a, here's a little um, controversy I want to throw out there to our listeners, and that is this. Are today's superheroes an attempt to replace the saints? Now, if you think about it, uh, 100 years ago, people would talk, to, talk about St. Christopher, St. Thomas, St. Jude, uh, and people were really familiar with the saints. But these days, you'll hear more about Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, and are they? Is this an attempt, a conspiracy, to replace the saints of old with the superheroes of the modern man? Do we need a new saint? Is it the superhero? If you think, if you think about what the superhero superheroes are capable of doing, they have supernatural powers. They they, they run at the speed of light. They they're impervious to injury. And these are the things that that ancient gods uh, would have taken on. These are the same aspects that uh, Zeus and Thor uh, would have also uh, had. So are the new saints, Batman, the Flash, uh, Iron Man, is this the new, the new uh, saint, is the superhero? Uh, give us a call, 646-652-2071. We want to hear from you. Also, one of the things that we've been following is the end of the world. Uh, is, uh, there's a prediction that the world's going to end on December 21st. 2012. So we're gonna we're gonna every every uh, show we're gonna do a little countdown uh, to the end of the world. And um, me, uh, Mick Taggart, my stand on this whole end of the world uh, 2012. I, I think we're gonna know this as the hoax of 2012. Um, I I, uh, I find it rather frightening what some people can try to get away with when they can scare people out of their wits with the end of the world and the extremes that people will go to save their own lives. I mean, they will build bomb shelters and stockpile water and bullets. And uh, the day comes and goes and nothing happens. And uh, you've, you've just been scared out of your wallets is what it was. So um, uh, I think what's going to happen, my prediction, McTaggart's prediction, is that the day after uh, December 21st, 2012, is that people are going to go Christmas shopping. That is that is my prediction. As the day after the end of the world was supposed to happen, people are just going to go buy Christmas presents. I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, if you have another uh, opinion, go ahead and tell me, because uh, apparently there's going to be earthquakes, an asteroid's going to hit the planet, uh, there's going to be a collapse of the economy, all in one day. So uh, you want to stay tuned for this. Now, we, uh, we have hired the Voice of Doom to go ahead and give us the latest countdown. So I'm going to turn it over to the Voice of Doom so they can tell us how much time we have left. Take it away, Voice of Doom. In case you haven't heard, the world will end in 1,270 days, 9 hours, 51 minutes. <laughs> I don't know. Was the laugh necessary? I don't know. <laughs> 
All right, so uh, yeah, the, uh, we're, we're getting down to the final thousand days of life on planet Earth, so stay tuned to the Psychic Cafe, and we'll keep you updated on the latest on Doomsday. Here in the next segment, we're going to be having Cinder come on with us, and she's going to be telling us about uh, genies and what it's like to be a genie. Um, she does have some background in gendom, and uh, we're going to be talking to her about uh, that, the aspects of genie. We're also going to be talking about belly dancing. So later on, we might just have us a little impromptu belly dance class where everybody can get up and do a little belly dancing. Um, in order to get you in the mood for belly dancing, I think you have to dress like a belly dancer. And uh, here's a, a real quick costume idea that you can have. Get yourself uh, three scarves, different colors if you want, big scarves. Uh, take one of the scarves and tie it around your head like a bandana, uh, like a headband. All right, like a headband. Then you take that off and you put the other one of the scarves over the top of your head, and then you replace the uh, the headband back on your head so it holds the the second uh, scarf in place, and then you kind of fold it in and tuck it under, and that way you have uh, a scarf over your head with the bandana holding it in place. It's all tucked under, looks good. And then take another bandana, uh, take another scarf, and tuck that into the headband, one corner, and the other side. Now you have a little veil. So you have a headband, you have a scarf, you have a veil, and all you need now is um, a bigger veil. So we have four veils. Three more veils, we'll have the dance of the seven veils. And who knows, maybe we'll talk to you sooner about the dance of the seven veils. But we're going to be coming up with her very shortly. Now, before we go to our break, let's do, let's do our horoscopes. And uh, we're going to start with cancer because we are in the sign of cancer right now. And uh, let's go with that one. Cancer, flexibility and open-mindedness in your relationships are called for now. Communication is important. Use it wisely. Uh, Leo. Your disposition is cheerful, outgoing, and warm, and you have a wonderful time sharing feelings and interests with others. And Virgo, uh, join a club or attend a meeting or social event. You may be glad you did, as you may meet people whose company you really enjoy. That was Virgo. Uh, stay tuned, Sagittarius, Aquarius, and Pisces. We'll be getting to your signs real soon. Uh, we're going to be taking our uh, break right now. We're going to be coming back talking to Sindra about genies. Uh, so we'll be back here momentarily. I am Paul McTaggart. You have tuned in to the Psychic Cafe. Hi, this is... Far away when I feel the snake bite enter my veins Never did I want to be here again in five, four, three, two, one. This is Paul McTaggart. You are listening to the Psychic Cafe, and I am here with Sindra. She's the closest thing we have to a genie. Sindra, are you there? <laughs> I sure am. I'm listening to the intro. Well, I am a genie. That's for darn sure. Excellent. Then you're on the right program, and we may have some people <laughs> calling us uh, later to maybe talk to you, so you'll be up for that. And, uh, and we're going to be talking about genies and a little belly dancing. We've got a lot going on. Um, when you come to the Psychic Cafe, Cinder, I want you to take it easy, relax. Would you like a frappe or a... Or a uh, I would like a caramel frappe. Oh, you got it. Okay, so let's make her a caramel frappe there. Dustin, there's my engineer. Okay, and then later on, the Swami is going to be giving us some lucky numbers. Uh, these are the lotto numbers. Now let's get back to Sindra. Um, Sindra, let's talk about you first, and then we'll then we'll take a break and talk about the the uh, subject of genies. 
after that. But let's, <laughs> let's talk about you first. And you are here in Myrtle Beach. You have a show. Um, you're, you're quite a talent. So uh, tell us all about yourself. Oh, thank you. Yes, I'm the co-producer along with my husband, Hank Marshall of Marshall Light and Sound. Uh, we put on a show called Dino's TV Variety Show. And the Dino, of course, is Dean Martin. And the show is in the newly renovated and really restructured almost, I would say, uh, with an image change and everything, 2001. In fact, it's called 2001 Entertainment Complex as of this year. They've been around for 30 years, and this year they went through a facelift and came out with more of an entertainment complex feel, and there's comedy shows, and there's the Dean Martin show, and there's uh, uh, an off-Broadway show coming in a month, and there's just a lot of great things that we're thrilled to be there. But back to us, that's what we have. We have the Dean Martin variety show, and so we always have guests that come in that uh, knock on, of course, the Dean Martin door, because uh, we're emulating the 1960s variety show uh, that was on NBC in the 60s. In the door around the same time that were popular in that era. And it sounds like we've got a little audio problem here and there, mm-hmm. but hopefully you can hear me okay. Okay. Yeah, and I remember I, when I was a little kid, the Dean Martin show was on. Uh, he had the Gold Digger Dancers, and somebody would knock on the door and. Who, who knew what it could have been? It would have been Soupy Sales. It could have been Ronald Reagan. Exactly. Um, yeah. Okay. And so you have it's the, a lot of fun. <laughs> now I've seen the show. It is a lot of fun, and um, Dino does some great songs. And he, there's a lot of characters coming uh, in and out of the set uh, to kind of give you that feel of of the TV show. It is a lot of That's fun. Right. Now you're over at 2001, and what's the nights? Uh, what's the dates? Thank you for asking. We're on every single Tuesday and Thursday, and it's at 7 o'clock. The doors open at 6, and the way it works is the room is set up in a cabaret showroom style. In fact, we're the only true cabaret show, I think, in the state that I'm aware of, and it's got a nice nostalgic, you know, up close to the stage kind of a feeling. We see it about 135, 140, so everyone feels like they're very much a part of the show. And, uh, and that, that's our thing. And we also are the only cabaret-style show that has a full uh, bar and cocktails and anything you want to enjoy before and during the show. So those are kind of the things that make it fun, which comes off very Dean Martin-ish. But it's every Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, at 7 o'clock, doors open at 6. It's open seating without a bad seat in the house. And then we also have a wonderful partnership with the original Benjamin's Calabash Seafood. And most people recognize that as just a really popular, well-loved seafood place. And we have dinner packages available that they start over there at 5, and then they just drive over to the corner to us. So the seafood place is right across the street, isn't it? Yeah, it's Caddy Corn slightly. We're off from Lake Arrowhead, and they're right on 17 itself. We're just about a mile north of the Carolina Opry on 17. What a great date. So they can go to the Calabash Seafood, have dinner, mm-hmm. drive across the street. There, They can see the Dino Variety Show at 2001. That's exactly it. It's, it's a great night and a lot of fun. And uh, we all characters, not only am I involved in writing the show and producing, but I also do a couple of the characters, and the one that you are interested in, since you're talking all about genies, 
is that I have enjoyed for about five and a half years now playing Barbara Eden's Jeannie from I Dream of Jeannie. And it has been a blast doing her. And you do her well, too. I uh, was amazed how close this was. I mean, it was like actually seeing Barbara Eden. Um, it was really well, enjoyable. I appreciate that. Now, uh, you know what? I work hard at trying to, to make her authentic and, and try to do it justice because she was well-loved by men. A lot of men, a lot of boys had this crush on Jeannie. And then, of course, she was also... Um, you know, adored by women. I, when I was a little girl, watched it. I used to wish I were Jeannie, and little did I know I'd have a chance to play her. But yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was just such a fun show, and she's such a fun character to do. Great. Uh, you know what, uh, Cinder, we're going to take a little break. We're going to tweak this audio a little bit, and then uh, we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about uh, I Dream of Jeannie with you. Okay? Sounds great. Stand by. Uh, this is the Psychic Cafe. I am uh, Paul... McTaggart, and we'll be back right after this word from our sponsors. Two, one. All right, this is uh, Paul McTaggart here at the Psychic Cafe. We are with Sindra, and we're talking genies. Um, Sindra, can you hear me now? It sounds like we have a little better connection figured out. So good job. Let's put all this back together again about where you're located, what time, uh, any other details. Go ahead, Cinder. Tell us one more time. Just real briefly, the Dean Martin tribute show that we do, Dino's TV Variety Show, is every Tuesday and Thursday night at 7 o'clock. Doors open at 6. Reservations are recommended. And it's at the 2001 Entertainment Complex. And we also have dinner packages available with the original Benjamin's Calabash Seafood, and those start at 5 o'clock. So those are the, the nitty-gritty facts. And if you don't mind, I'll give a phone number for the ticket Please line. Please do. 234-2229. That's area code 843, of course. And it's 234-2229. Okay, let's talk genies. Uh in Arabic, a genie, also known as a jinn, is a supernatural creature which ox- occupies a parallel world, that two of mankind, and together with humans and angels, make up the three creations of God. <clears throat> there you go. Uh, so according That's to pretty the, impressive. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, according to the Quran, there are two creations that have free will, and that would be humans and genies. Uh, religious sources, sources don't mention much about them. However, the, the Quran mentions the jinn are made of f- smokeless flame. And they um, form communities just like humans. And just like humans, they can be good or evil. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, I've got a few few documents on genies. The, the traditional genie, of course, comes from the story of um, Aladdin and the Knights of uh, the uh, 1001 Knights, uh, Arabian Knights. Uh, it's quite a culture because they have flying carpets. They have genies in a bottle, uh, Sinbad the Sailor. Uh, there's a whole, uh, whole mythology there uh, concerning... Uh, this this area of the world, which would be the Middle East, and then there's the genie, uh, and that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Now, later on, maybe in the show, if we get some callers, you can maybe grant some wishes. Would that be? You know what? I love granting wishes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and you're talking about evil, uh, that there's good and bad ones, and that makes me think of Genie's sister. Do you remember there was a character also known as Genie? Genie too was the evil sister of Genie, and you knew her. Because she had dark hair and a green genie outfit, as opposed to 
blonde, pink, and uh, maroon genie outfit. So that was funny that Barbara Eden played both. <laughs> You're going to tell us all about some Barbara Eden stories that you have um, come up later in the show. Uh, all right, great. <clears throat> tell you what, we're going to get a little more extensive into this on the next segment. We're going to do our horoscopes. We're going to take a little break. We're going to come back with Sindra. We're going to talk uh, all about genies and Barbara Eden and the show uh, from there. What do you say, Sindra? <clears throat> that sounds perfect. All right, we're going to do three horoscopes. Uh, Libra, this is for you. Uh, you may need to expand your circle of friends a little now and break out of some of the old habits that are keeping you in a rut. Uh, Scorpio, <clears throat> there is a sense of ease and of flowing with rather than fighting against or resisting uh, what is going around you. And Sagittarius, uh, you may have a special magnetism and attractiveness now, and you uh, may also have the feeling of intense loving. So there you go, Libra, Scorpio, and Sagittarius. Stay tuned. Uh, Capricorn, Aries, and Gemini, we're going to be going up to your signs real soon. You're listening to the Psychic Cafe. I am Paul McTaggart. We are here with Sindra, and we're going to be back talking about genies. But first, uh, Dee, can we get our lucky Swami to give us the uh, lotto numbers? At the Psychic Cafe, I am Paul McTaggart. This is the Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. And we've got Cindra on the line talking genies. And, uh, Cindra, we're going to let you take it from here. Uh, you've got lots to tell us about meeting Barbara Eden and some trivia about the I Dream of Genie show. And if we have some callers, we'll take them now. So they can call us at 646-652-2071. That's 646-652-2071. And, Cindra, um, tell us all about genie. Well, I'll tell you, there's so many fun, interesting stories about Jeannie. But first, I'll tell you how I got into it. Not only was I a fan, like I told you, when, when I was growing up, like most of us that saw the show then. Um, but uh, one time I had the opportunity to play in a pit orchestra where Barbara Eden was, uh, was starring in a, uh, in a show that was coming through Myrtle Beach, in fact. This was maybe around 10, 12 years ago. And uh, at that time, I was just minding my own business and being part of the ensemble. And I had several people that came up to me and asked if I was related to Barbara Eden. And of course, who, who wouldn't be honored and thrilled to hear that? So I went home and told my husband. And then a few years after that, when we were looking for characters that would fit the era of the Dean Martin show, my husband's the one that came up with Janie. He said, well, now, wait a minute. Remember, people said you looked like you were related, and the, the I Dream of Janie show was on during that era. Why don't we figure out about that? Right. And so that's, that's really how it started. And it was real hard to get the costume because the reason it looks like Janie, there's millions of harem costumes in, in costume shops or um, Halloween stores or whatever, but to get that exact combination of how uh, Jeannie from I Dream of Jeannie wore it, it really makes a big difference the way it looked. And interestingly enough, Barbara Eden chose those colors. Wow. And the pink is supposed to be the childlike quality, which is a lot of fun in playing her. Mm -hmm. And then she also had this magical side, and that's, that's supposed to be um, more of the ruby side. Wow. And that's where we came up with the pink and ruby. But anyway, that's how I started doing Jeannie. And, of course, I bought books on her, and I got a million pictures, and I became uh, a trivia expert on all things 
genie just so that I could really, you know, enjoy kind of getting into it all. And uh, I'll tell you, if you want me to keep sure. rambling away, I will do it unless you have a question. Well, you're a professional actress, right? So, so when you're talking about getting into the character, I mean, it does take mm-hmm. research and it takes practice and it takes conviction, uh, you know, to pull that character off. And... Um, is, comedy is probably the hardest uh, aspect of theater to do, and it seems like you have a knack for that. Well, I appreciate it. You know, comic timing is a knack that's just like typing, and so is singing and acting. You know, hopefully you have something to bring to the table, but then it's a matter of, of doing it over and finding and finding what, what works and what doesn't work. And my background is I did USO shows uh, for several years prior to coming into Myrtle Beach, and I really enjoyed playing off the military where we were, uh, where we were stationed, and making them the star of the show uh, by asking them questions or singing to them. And that, that just was fun because everyone knew that person. And so then it was extra cute and funny. So then when I first moved here, I started um, a singing telegram business with a partner, Carol Jensen. And that was called Ticklegram. And I continued to really kind of hone that, that craft with, with you know, uh, enjoying putting someone else on the spot in a good-natured, flattering way and, make, and making yourself the co-star. And I think that's what I try to do with my genie character is I just try to relax and have fun with the timing of what's going on. Since our show is so interactive, um, it's, it's fun to just, you know, get the personality of each audience and some of the individual audience members and, and have fun using them as part of the jokes and, and part of the uh, experience of what's going on. And so that's, that's been a, a blast, and I do enjoy that. So when somebody goes to the Dino Variety Show, if they're lucky, they might get singled out to have some fun with Jeannie. That's right. And if Jeannie's lucky, she will be able to do it with them. <laughs> you know, my husband uh, is an AV guy, an audiovisual guy, and he was on the road with the, our USO shows, too. And so when we came up with this character, he's the one that devised the bottle being magical. And everyone's always intrigued how the smoke comes out and... Uh, the fun, of course, is that uh, our Dane Martin receives the bottle as a gift, and it looks just like a normal bottle carried into him. And yet, he sets it down and pops the cork, and out comes all this smoke and genie music, and, and I get a pop out as genie. And that is a little trick of the trade. I hope people come and see the show and look for that, because it, it really is pretty darn authentic, and it's a lot of fun to appear out of nowhere. The Dino Variety Show is at the Club 2001 on Tuesdays and Thursdays? That's right. 7, seven o'clock shows and seven. doors open at 6. And once again, our number is 234-2229. And you're allowed to let me plug it that much because we'd seven. love to have some of your listeners come in and have fun with us. Great. Um, I'll tell you what, let's talk a little bit about Genie Trivia. Do you have any... Uh, yes. well, there's lots of stuff about the belly button, the, uh, the oh, bottle. Oh, yes. Tell us. Well... First of all, I will tell you about the navel since you brought that up. (laughs) In the 1960s, that was when uh, TV shows, you know, had just a lot of restrictions on them still. And whenever people ask me about if Dino's TV variety show is appropriate for children, 
I always let them know, listen, we're paying tribute to a TV show in the 60s, and we try to be as authentic as we can. So you better believe it is appropriate. In fact, even our little innuendos, uh, you know, I, I liken it to kind of Shrek, you know, some, some little adult innuendos in there. But the, the, but the belly button thing that was funny and ironic to me is they were all up in arms about Jeannie's belly button could not be seen. No matter what cover the navel, if her waistband slipped slightly, they quickly, the censors would be up in arms, and it actually became quite the deal. And even today, there's like one episode you can catch a glimpse of, of Barbara Eden's navel, and that's a real big deal. But at the same time, during the same era, laughing was huge. And look at Laughin'. Look at Goldie Hawn, how she was dressed dancing. She had two-piece bands. You know, yeah. with, with body paint and nothing else just about but a tiny bikini. Mm. So there were a lot of inconsistencies, but the whole navel thing was, uh, was, was kind of humorous and funny. And, and speaking of navels, uh, Barbara Eden was hired for the job, and yet shortly into the first year, it turned out she was pregnant. So they were all concerned about it, and so the entire first year, after the first month, approximately, they had to shoot from um, probably about ribs, mid, <laughs> mid-rib up, and uh, they let the scarves fall over her middle section quite a bit. So uh, they pulled it off, and they were so thrilled they didn't have to do that fancy footwork for the rest of the time, and she sure didn't look like someone who had had a baby in the in the following years of the show airing. So that's kind of uh, fun trivia, too. And I bet you'd like to know, I know I'm just filled with genie stuff, but I bet your listeners might want to know about the genie bottle. Yes, we would. Well, the genie bottle is actually a Jim Beam liquor decanter. And Jim Beam, every year, would come out with a beautiful shaped bottle for a lot of their their whiskeys and um, this particular one uh, was decorated and painted with with gold leaf paint by the show's art department and and uh, just made to look beautiful and that particular shape became known as the authentic genie bottle and I'll tell you what if you try to go on eBay or or look around in uh, genie places where people are still in love with the character and the trivia of it those things go for big bucks if you can find them. And you've got one that looks pretty close to it. I mean, is that a... I, I actually have yeah. four or five genie bottles. Um, I do have uh, a Jim Beam uh, decanter that really is the right look. The Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey is what it was. It was Beam's Choice. Um, and I, I do have that bottle that was hand-painted authentically. And I keep that at home because that was a present from someone who had come to the show who is just an an aficionado of all things Genie and hand paints millions of things and collects a lot of stuff. So I didn't want to play with that. So what we use in the actual show nowadays is a bottle that, that does look fairly authentic, but it just has a lot of jewels and a lot of bling and fun for the show Uh, just because I didn't want to you know, risk something uh, happening to this collectible item that was handcrafted. It's so beautiful. I agree. Now, um, the first genie, sh- the f- at first genie wasn't supposed to last that long. It was only going to go a couple of seasons, so they filmed it in 
black and white. Yeah, good for you that you knew that. Sidney Shelton, um, who was the executive producer and who created the concept of Genie, he he was upset because NBC, the same network that did uh, the Dean Martin show, NBC would not shoot the, the show for the first full year in color, in technicolor. And uh, he, he was willing to pay the $400 extra per episode to have it shot in color. He thought it would make such a big difference. And he was advised by NBC executives, don't waste your money, this show's not going anywhere. <laughs> so how's that? And Sidney Shelton, by the way, a lot of people don't know, or Sheldon, I should say, he is a famous author and has written many, many big uh uh, what's the word, not top ten, but New York Times bestselling, I guess you'd say, uh, fictional books. And he was great at that, as well as several TV shows, but this was his most popular. And he, he got the idea from a movie called The Brass Bottle. And he was determined to have a brunette be the genie for many reasons. One was he didn't want the comparison to Bewitched, who had started the, started the year before. He didn't want you know, two blondes doing magical things. But secondly, he wanted the Arabian Nights feel to it, which, of course, would be someone with uh, more darker complexion and darker hair, stereotypically. So he, uh, he had several brunettes, beautiful, exotic beauties, auditioned to be Jeannie, and none of them really fit the bill. And then someone suggested Barbara Eden. She was the first and only blonde that auditioned, and she was the one hired because... She captured a girl-like innocence and yet mischievous and yet sexy without being sexy and just all the, all the little um, qualities that they wanted in she, she looked like the genie next door, that's for sure. She sure did look like it, didn't she? I agree. <laughs> and what is your favorite uh, episode of Genie? Golly, I don't know if I have a, a, a one that, that I love. I know the one that I think kind of ruined the show, and that is, uh, how about that for an answer? I don't think they should have allowed Jeannie and Major Nelson, who became a major in the first uh, season, I don't think they should have allowed them to actually get married. Um, Because shortly after the show's ratings started going down, and I think that sexual tension or even just the mystery of if they would ever get together was really good for the fun of the show. And uh, so I, I just think that's that's when they jumped the shark, so to speak, uh, with, with making that decision. And um, even though, in a way, it's nice that she was allowed to have her major as her husband. <laughs> as far as my favorite ones, um, I mean, I, I love um, Dr. Bombay. No, excuse me, Dr. Bombay Ooh. was with Bewitched. Who's the guy? Um, I'm trying to think of the one that played her husband, or her husband played. Uh, and and Sarah, Michael and Sarah played a genie. Um, trying to remember his character, and you stumped me right now on oh, that. Sorry. But, but Michael and Sarah, who was her husband in real life, played a male genie, and he actually had more of the right genie look, and and I thought that was interesting as well. And uh, oh, what else is interesting? That's kind of fun to to talk about. Um, I told you about her evil sister. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of cool. As far as the Bewitched deal, though, there was uh, actual animosity from the Bewitched crew 
because it turned out that some of the writer, or one particular writer, came up, for example, with the evil, evil sister Janie Two concept, and uh, he came up with that. And after he had done that, and it turned out that he had done it, he was fired <laughs> from doing <laughs> from writing Bewitched. So there was this little deal, like you guys are stealing. Uh, you know, what's going on with our show? You're trying to, to copy it. And it is funny. Even today, you've got all the vampire shows going on. Or you have the ghost two TV shows. It seems like when, when one style show becomes popular, you're always going to have um, imitation, which I guess is a form of flattery. But that's what people are looking for. Just like the father knows best eras of shows, um, the, the magical wife who nobody could know she was magical and the husband didn't want to have her use the magic wife or girlfriend or whatever you want to call Jeannie's relationship with Major Nelson. But it was it was just funny that these guys were embarrassed or didn't know what to do with the magic that they had in their female lead role person. And it's like, come on, you guys, you've got a witch for Bewitched and you've got a genie with I Dream of Jeannie. Why in the world are you dying to make sure she never uses her powers again? In, in fact, in the first season, uh, Major Nelson actually freed her. And most people didn't see that. That was in the black and white episode. But for her own good, he freed her and didn't want a genie. Hey, uh, Cinder, we have callers uh, come, uh, calling in want to know about the good. show again. So tell us a uh, time, place. Uh, Absolutely. We love that. And thanks for asking. We're at... 2001 Entertainment Complex, and that is off Lake Arrowhead Road, about a mile north, uh, off from 17 of the Carolina Opry Dixie Stampede. And the 2001 Entertainment Complex houses three different separate places within the building. We are the new Starlight Room, and it's a charming, nostalgic showroom that looks kind of like a Vegas show lounge cabaret style room and it's just adorable and the acoustics are great, the ambiance is wonderful and we just love being there. And when they go see the Dino Variety Show they get to hear Dino sing, they get to see Jeannie come out of a bottle, uh, there's a few other characters, I don't know if you want to let them uh, uh, be revealed yet or? Sure, we can talk about some of them. Okay. I, I won't reveal some of them because it is fun to see who knocks on the door. And truly, as those that have come back to see us several times will attest, it has a different personality and there are different stars and different things going on in every single show. We try to keep the familiarity that you're back with your family, coming to enjoy the show just like people wanted to turn on the TV show, The Dean Martin uh, variety show on NBC every Thursday night at 8 with their family. You want familiarity, but you want to be surprised, and that's what we're trying to do. Okay. So we always have Dean. We always have some gold diggers on hand. Got to do that. But then we also have some of our other characters that are a surprise. And if you're lucky, you'll catch uh, Dolly Parton, who is there quite frequently. Our Dolly Parton is the most authentic, amazing Dolly Parton that I would guess anyone will see anywhere. And you don't have to take my word for it. That is, every person that comes to the show is blown away at what a phenomenal job she does. She sounds exactly like her. She looks fabulous as well. Uh, and it, it's, just, it, it's just amazing. In fact, before the show, I announced to the audience, everyone in the show is singing live. 
And invariably, if I forget or, or skip over that announcement, she is the main one that people know she's not singing live. Can't sound that much like Dolly. So i got to make sure I give that announcement so that they can uh, admire and appreciate that she truly is singing live. And no, I wouldn't kid you. She is singing live, and that's how good she is. Right. We also have Carmen Miranda some days. We have Phyllis Diller. This week, we have Phyllis Diller. Um, we have Judy Garland. Uh, we have um, Nancy Sinatra. And I think I might leave the rest uh, to oh, be okay. a surprise. All right, cool. Uh, we're going to do some horoscopes, and then we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back and do the Dance of the Seven Veils. Oh, good. So what's your astrological sign, Cindra? Mine is Scorpio, so I listened intently oh. to the Scorpio sign. Right. And, and I was glad it was a nice one this time. <laughs> We're starting off with Capricorn. Uh, this may be a good time to baby yourself and also spend time with people who love and appreciate you the most. Aquarius, uh, emotions, prejudice, and unresolved issues may from the past may come up uh, in your interactions with others now. Uh, you may not be very objective. Uh, Pisces, personal subjects of a topic of discussion. Uh, personal subjects are the topic of discussion now. Reminiscing about the past seems to dominate your week. Uh, stay tuned. Aries, Taurus, and Gemini, we're going to be getting into your uh, horoscopes next. And when we come back from this break, we're going to be doing the Dance of the Seven Veils. We're going to talk belly dancing with Sindra. Jeannie, uh, we'll be back after these words from our sponsor. You're listening to The Psychic Cafe. Important that the dancer keep the sword on her head or on her shoulder, sure or is. you know, they, they can do that. Um, any other belly dancing tips for us, Sindra? I don't have any, although I will say that it is phenomenal exercise. And I used to have a friend, Joanne Boravica, back in my days when I had my singing telegram business that I used a lot for different events, and she. I'll tell you, she picked it up after her third child to get in shape, and a lot of women do that. So, ladies, if you want to try something new, it really is a, a good exercise program, and it uses all of you, and it's it's uh, gentle on the body. There, you know, it's not like jogging where it's real hard on you, um, and it, and it's a good one. So there you have it. If you go to the hearwomentalk.com um, website, you're going to see a calendar of events, and I'm sure somebody in there has got belly dancing classes somewhere in Myrtle Absolutely. Beach. Absolutely. I know Marshall Easterling does, and she's associated with our show, so they can even find out about her through calling me if anyone's interested. So they can take and lessons. they can just call our ticket line. With one of the stars. That's right. Cinder, you've been a great um, you've been a great guest. We talked a lot about genies. In fact, there's lots of stuff we didn't talk about today. So maybe in That's the future true. we can have you come back and we can uh, talk about the dance of the seven veils. We got there three go. three veils so far. Four more to Paul, go. Anytime. I had a blast talking with you about a fun subject and one that's near and dear to my heart and a, and a blast to play. So I hope some of your folks come out and see us, and I hope to talk with you again um, anytime you'd like. Okay, and so give us all the details one more time. You betcha. We are year-round um, for the most part, not on Thanksgiving, a couple things like that, but year-round we're there, Tuesday and Thursday night. The show is at 7 o'clock. You'll be out by 9 o'clock, give or take 10, 15 minutes. I usually say about an hour and 45 minutes, depending on the audience uh, participation parts. Um, it's a wonderful cabaret environment where you can enjoy a cocktail with the show if you'd enjoy it uh, or not. 
and uh, you sit around small tables and you're up close and personal to the stage itself and the entertainers get off the stage at times and interact with the audience. 7 o'clock showtimes, Tuesdays and Thursdays. 6 o'clock, the doors open, and we do enjoy getting your reservations, and then we'll just know how many to expect. And there have been, uh, from time to time, a nice problem, but a problem nonetheless, is if we get sold out because we're not going to book past the level. We also have all kinds of group packages and special things and private parties we love doing with people as well. And Cinder has agreed to give away a couple of uh, tickets. Uh, we'll be doing those in future shows. We, we don't have time for it in this one, but the callers can call in on a future show, and they can possibly win some uh, Dino Variety Show tickets and get to see Jeannie. Yeah, man, I'd love to see them and blink up some happy things for them. Cinder, very, uh, think of all the stuff we just talked about on this show. We talked about television show Genie. We talked about uh, belly dancing. Um, we talked about Myrtle Beach. We talked about you. It was a great show. It was a lot of fun. It really was. Thank you very much, Cinder, and we'll Thanks, talk to you Paul. later. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Uh, you're listening to the Psychic Cafe. <clears throat> this is Paul McTaggart. That was Sindra, and she'll be back in future shows, believe you me. Um, <clears throat> let's do our uh, last uh, three horoscopes. We'll start off with Aries. Uh, Aries, your defenses may not be as strong as usual, which could make you susceptible to being overpowered by outside forces. Um, Taurus, communications with others may be excellent now. You come across clearly and present yourself articulately with confidence. And finally, Gemini, uh, you may be highly attracted to someone new simply because of the novelty and a possibility of adventure. Uh, don't rush things. You're listening to the Psychic Cafe. We're here every Tuesday at 2 o'clock on Hear Women Talk uh, Network, uh, the Zeus Radio Network. Uh, I am uh, Paul McTaggart. Uh, we do take uh, calls, phone in, so if you want to... Um, call us. Call us in. Uh, we'll. Uh, if you want to give us a call at uh, the Psychic Cafe, we'll be glad to talk to you. Um, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be doing reads with Jennifer Swampwich Johnson. We give a lucky number out every show, and we also have the Voice of Doom. He's going to tell us how many days left we have till the end of the world. So you want to tune into the Psychic Cafe uh, and find out, you know, about the end of the world because we do a lot here. Uh, today it was Jeannie. Next week it's going to be Bigfoot. We're going to be talking to Tim Peeler, the man who saw the Bigfoot in his backyard, and he's going to be telling us what it was like to have a Bigfoot encounter. I would like to say hello to our friends uh, in Milwaukee. We'd like to say hello to Mickey in Nashville. We have Joanne down in New Orleans. We have Barbara Ann. Thank you for tuning in to the Psychic Cafe. Our great-great-grandfathers and great-great-grandmothers had explicit confidence in doing all things when the signs were right. They understood that to know the signs was the whole secret of getting out of life, what you desire. And you should want to know these secrets for no other reasons than to eliminate your weaknesses and to develop your own natural talents and abilities. After all, the signs are everywhere. What a great comfort it would be to have a method of fortune-telling, one close at hand, one that you could turn to for advice, one that you can consult today as well as what is coming tomorrow. Our great-great-grandfathers and great-great-grandmothers had explicit confidence in the theory of doing all things when the signs were right. So when you tune into the Psychic Cafe, we want to explain to you about these signs and how you can read them. Uh, thank you for tuning into the Psychic Cafe. I am Paul McTaggart. I have spoken. <laughs>